Oh, really? That's nice. <laughs> so, you're suggesting that... I, I was suggesting that you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, and you were disagreeing with me there, because you're saying mathematically that's not true? Well, I'm just saying you don't miss 100% of the shots you don't take, because you can't miss so a shot you, you don't take. So, are you saying you're... You didn't miss it. You just didn't so, take it. So if I were to convert that into a percentage, are you saying it's 0% or are you saying it's 100%? You're losing me on the math here. Well, we can get into the whole math thing and how that doesn't make any sense, but I'm just saying you can't and miss And I'm saying you miss you 100% of the shots you don't take. That's like saying I... Yeah, well, that's like that's like me saying like, I didn't <laughs> lose a basketball game today. You're, you were undefeated one. today. Right? So, like... <laughs> Let's split these percentages down the middle and just say you're both idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor has spoken. <laughs> he speaks only truth. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again for the Soft, Hard, and Wet. We've got a jam-packed preseason show uh, filled with our predictions and um, some other cool stuff, so we're just going to roll right into it. I'm Tom Delicati. I'm here with Dr. King and John White. And we're going to run through our 2024 season predictions. Before I do, do you guys have anything pressing that you need to get off your chest? Hold How? on. I do have one quick thing. Gosh. I have one quick thing, Tom. You asked, and then I had to think about it because you were putting me on my toes. Have you had any more fart scenarios come through now that you're oh. back out of Houston and back home? Have you walked in the door gotten in an elevator stairwell like nothing we're good right no it hasn't been fart related although i feel like something fart related happens in my life on a daily basis i think that uh the only thing that could be i could i could liken this to a smell related is when i got home from houston and then the next day got in my truck to go you know take the kids to school or whatever it might have been I mean, it smelled bad. Like, I can't describe exactly what it smelled like, but it was somewhere between stale Middle Eastern food and feet. And I found the source of the problem because... This was in your truck? It was in my truck, yes. Um, and I don't know why I didn't notice it during my trip to Houston or on the way back. My youngest daughter does competitive dance, as does John's. Sometimes when she comes out of the studio, she has her big backpack with her, and you know I don't think too much of it. But we also noticed, I don't know, maybe a, a two, three weeks ago, that we can't find any of her socks in the clean laundry. Like, why is she just losing <laughs> socks? Narnia. And turns out Narnia is your truck. We did find. Well, we found a considerable cachet of socks in the dance bag, shoved in the bottom there. My spider senses were were heightened, and so I flipped up the back seat of the truck, and there were six of her socks that she had taken off at some point in the previous weeks and just shoved in the bottom of the seat. So that was, I believe, the source of the issue. It has not come back since, but yeah, that was that was pretty nasty. So, was the smell better or worse than the fart in the elevator? Hmm. Farts and London's feet. I'm gonna say the fart was worse. Yeah, really. I'm going to say the fart was worse. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's my daughter and I am just a little more desensitized. No, I'm just a little more desensitized to it. Like I I, it's a very common smell to me when I walk into to an elevator and smell a stranger's gas. That's it. It it hits me harder. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I've opened a dance bag or two before. Two straight episodes where we've started the podcast with farts and or smells, and we've got to come up with some new ideas here. I don't want this to get stale. <laughs> yes, well, you know, we'll play it out as long as we possibly can. But I'll tell you, I've opened a few dance bags in my life, and there have been a, a few of occasions where the, the gag is real. I yeah. mean, it's, it's bad. So yeah. for those listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, go to your nearest dance studio and open a dance bag. Right. Because that should go over really well. <laughs> Shoot, just walk in the studio. You don't even need to open a bag. Lots of feet. Lots of feet smell. 
So we're going to talk about our constructors predictions first, and we also have some drivers predictions after this, but I feel like there's not been a lot going on over the past week. So the excitement of the racing uh, and, and a lot of the new announcements coming out is starting to really, I don't know, it's like uh, kind of taken over a little bit here. I, I find myself re- reading more articles. Uh, Tom has rubbed off on me. I no longer read just the headlines in the off season. We're close enough to the real season where I actually have to click the link. Um, I have not made it through an entire article yet, but one paragraph at a time, Tom. I uh, respect and appreciate your marginal effort on this. John, just like you, I took it a little bit deeper this week. I actually read a whole article after the Red Bull reveal and the internet losing their collective minds over the small changes that they made made it seem like we're in a whole new era. Um, But walked away from reading that article and feeling like, yeah, eh, looks about the same as last time. But then again, it is Adrian Newey. So I do trust this man. Looks the same, but doesn't sound the same. The clips that I heard were ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds way better. I'm, I, did they do something that, I don't know. I don't don't want to spoil some of our previews here, but I I don't know if they did something special to that car or if that was just a juiced shot for some practice because that car sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it got me, uh. Very excited. <laughs> All right. So can we start our predictions now? We're like eight minutes into this thing and we haven't even started our predictions. I mean, I love well, these guys. I was going to ask you about farts again, Tom, but I guess <laughs> this is not. I mean, I, soft, hard, wet could also be about farts, but this is Formula One. So, yes, let's let's go ahead. I think we've exhausted that topic. We can move on. We can safely move on now. Okay. So the way this is going to work is we are going to go through all 10 constructors. And I've pulled up the odds from DraftKings that they have published in terms of the odds that they will win the championship, which to me also speaks to the order in which they think they'll finish, uh, even though that doesn't completely correlate. And so we've looked at the odds of them winning the championship. We've converted that to order. And then we've looked at a 24-race calendar, and I've plugged it in. The computer has come out with the over-under target line for points that this constructor will earn in the championship season of 2024. So for each constructor, we're going to look at the points, the estimated point total of what the odds makers think they're going to get based on the, uh, the computer output. And then myself, John, and Brady will each give our pick for that over or under. So for example, if Red Bull has an over under of 300 points, I'm just making this up, we would pick over or under 300. So if they scored 301 through the course of the season, the over wins. If they score 300 or 299, the under wins. If they score 300 even, then it's a push. So Can we get a steak dinner for this cuz you might be on the line for two steak dinners now. I think they're just going to accumulate over the years. John's never really going to pay. <laughs> He's never going to come clean on this, but I'm going to just continue to win and win and win and win. And eventually I'll just, I'll have a month's worth of steak. You miss a hundred percent of the steaks you don't eat. <laughs> that was, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> okay. So let's start. And uh, there's really no particular order that I wanted to go in here, but we can just go with, uh, you guys want to go top to bottom or bottom up? Let's go top to bottom. Start in the middle. Okay. (laughs) I was just kidding, but all right. (laughs) John just like deer in the headlights look at me like, how am I going to figure this one out? So let's start with, uh, let's start with Red Bull. Why not? Red Bull has a target 2024 points, thanks to the DraftKings odds makers and the algorithm in my computer, of 750 points. Now, for reference, last season they scored 860. Now, we know that was a very, very dominant season. But I will turn it over to you, John, first on this one. 750 points is the target line for Red Bull. Do you like the over, the under, and why? I feel like this is 
probably one of the harder ones to gauge on this because 750 is a lot. 860 was a lot last year. So part of me hopes that the rest of the grid is far more competitive than they were last year. But I just don't see that being the case. And as a diehard Red Bull fan, I will be taking the over on this one. I've got it recorded. You can't change your mind now. Done. Mark it down. Stamp it. (laughs) Brady, where are you at on this one? So 750, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, this would be a little hard to judge because I'm not sure. There were some seasons where we can't rank the points directly, but I believe 750 would be the second highest point total behind just last year. So we're basically asking, do we think that they would get the second highest point total ever? So so just to clarify, in 2022, I believe their finishing total was 759. Red Bull did. Okay. So Red Bull right. had 759 in 2022. That jumped to 860 last year. Okay. I don't think that changes my prediction. I think I'm actually going to take the under on this. I think... I think some of the other teams are going to compete a little bit better this year, and I think Carlos uh, is going to fall off just a little bit. Carlos? Uh, Checo. Holy. It's late. Throw that to the editor. Yeah, it is late. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I do think this is a tough one, and I think no matter what, this line is set because DraftKings thinks that Red Bull is going to win the title. Like, it's just... It's almost a foregone conclusion, according to the betting odds here, that the odds of another team winning the title is so slim, then it's really just more like, can they win the title as dominant as they did over the last two years, or are they going to come back to the pack a little bit? Is the pack going to catch them a little bit? I am optimistic, and I'm also going to take the under here. I think that the competition will come closer to them and it's more likely that they score 750 or lower than I think it is likely that they score 751 or higher so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under as well and we will move on now to the odds makers second uh, most likely team to win the championship oh geez I'm making all kinds of noise here banging into my microphone they believe that McLaren is the second favorite this year. Um, Not necessarily to win the constructors, but based on their odds, they're picking McLaren over Ferrari and Mercedes towards that championship fight. It's still a long uphill battle, but Brady, what say you about McLaren? Their over under line is 500 points. Man, that I think they're going to be better than they were last year, but 500 seems like a lot from that team for the record they scored 302 last year yeah i i do think they'll be north of 302 but i don't think they're going to be higher than 500 so i'm, I'm going to take the under on this one okay what if i take the under on everything do i just lose automatically i think that's how that works right no yeah. well you can't have everybody Some might hit, well, you, <laughs> Some might hit. what is gambling we don't know <laughs> it's when you lose a steak dinner John, man, I, you know what? I'm with Dr. I'm with Dr. King on this one. I I think McLaren is going to do better than they did last year, but a 200 point jump season to season seems highly unlikely to me. So I will definitely take the under. And as the, uh, as the resident McLaren fan in the house, what say you, Tom? Well, I I forced myself to dig a little bit deeper on this one. And I tried to look back. I know this is it's a 24 race season and we've never had a full 24 races. Last year it was scheduled to be 24, but it wound up being 23. I think that's right. Anyway, even in the previous 4 or 5 years, it was more frequent that the second place finisher scored 500 points or more than it was that they scored less than 500 points. And so if I believe McLaren to finish second, and if I believe that the odds makers are right here, then I, and and I'm a data guy, so I'm going to trust the data and believe the story. It's telling me that if McLaren will finish second, which I hope they do, I'm, I'm 
optimistic they will, then I have to take the over here. I have to assume that they're going to get more than 500 points in order to finish second. So I'm going to take the over McLaren on 500. Hmm. Good man. Now to Mercedes. John, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, you know... Mercedes, the line on Mercedes is 475, which compared to where they finished last year at 409. What are your thoughts on 475 out of the Silver Arrows? I, I feel like Mercedes and Ferrari, their seasons are just kind of so up in the air with it being the final season of Lewis, the final season of Carlos. And so part of me would like to say, and I know we're not on to Ferrari, but this is what's influencing my thinking, that that Carlos wants to give Ferrari the finger and do exceptionally well. And I'll tell you what I think he's going to do based on that mentality. And that Lewis was already pissed off at Mercedes and is has no real positive game to try to go out and perform in the in in the light that he maybe has been historically. So I I'm going to go the under on that. I think I think Mercedes have a real difficult uh season ahead of them and do not perform the way that anyone expects that they will. All right, I got you down for the under on Mercedes. What say you, Dr. King? Uh the car looked good at the end of last year. I think they build on that. Oh, the car ran real good. Yeah, car ran real good. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> car ran real good at the end of the year. <laughs> uh I think I think they improve on that. I think Russell takes another step forward. And I actually think that Lewis has a good final season at Mercedes. I mean, we're going to, we'll get to that too, but they were at 409 last year. Their target is 475. That's essentially two to three steps up from Russell in a couple of races. And there were a few races early on in the season when their car was real bad that they could easily pick that up. So I'm going to take the over. I think, I, I'm really struggling with this one, honestly. I think a lot of what you said right there, Brady, is very um, possible that they were a few bad luck steps. You know, a Hamilton DQ, Russell crashing at the last lap of Singapore. They were a few steps away from having a considerable cushion above Ferrari in the constructor standings last year. However, my concern is that they've changed almost everything on the car in the offseason. They've, they've basically changed everything except the steering wheel. It's a real coin flip to me. Did they get it right or not? And especially seeing what Red Bull rolled out there, they've made considerably bold decisions too. And I'm trying to figure out which one's going to be more right. Now, my trust is more in Red Bull than it is in Mercedes. So have Mercedes made the right moves? My gut is telling me, don't believe it. So I'm going to take the under as well. I think they finish comfortably below 475. I think they're going to be, they might even be below 400 this year if, if other teams can make strides. Now that's the big if. So I'm going to take the under on Mercedes. I don't want to beat the dead horse here. You you know I have very little love for Mercedes. I just find it really hard to believe that this team is going to perform well when, you know, we talked about George uh, wrecking last year at the, the crash on the on the final lap and that was because Lewis was up his butt the whole time and giving and the past couple of times that George has had issues, it's because Lewis was pushing him a bit too hard, in my opinion. And now that he knows that they're no longer going to be teammates after this season, like, does he really have to respect uh, the wishes of the team? I mean, he does. He's he's a stand up guy, but I, I don't think that he's going to play as nicely as he has before. And last year, he didn't play too nice to begin with. Yeah, I'm going to be eating my words when they uh, come together. You know, like an old, uh, well, Hamilton and Rosberg back in the day or something like that. And uh, mm. if we get a double uh, DNF, uh, that puts a huge hamper on 475. Yeah. Taking each other out of races, finding themselves in the same bit of track. The only way they're going to come together effectively is at a Tommy Hilfiger ad where they're both very close. <laughs> like that's, that's it. At a photo shoot. At a photo shoot. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with, uh, with a few more picks here.
I am owning this soundboard right now. <laughs> you, I am. You're the master. We bow down, how, sir. How good was that, dude? I hit that right on the mark. All right. So back into it. We're gonna we're gonna go now to Ferrari, which they have the same over under four seventy five. Last year they finished with four oh six. So their target is a bit higher this year. Again, a lot of it just has to do with what we believe is going to happen with those other teams at the top um, with Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes. But how does Ferrari shake out here? Why don't we go to you first on this one, Brady? I'm scared to say this out loud. I'm going to wince as I'm saying it, but there is no way that Leclerc can be and have that much bad luck like last year. I said it now. I spoke it. It was painful to watch. I spoke it. I hope you were crossing all fingers and toes (laughs) while saying that. Right. Okay. So if he doesn't have bad luck like that, I think 475 is well within their range. Uh, So I'm going to take the over. If if I'm predicting that Red Bull comes down a little bit and I'm saying that McLaren is a little bit below their target, then I have to think that Mercedes and Ferrari eat up those points. The logic is sound. Tom, do you agree? If I feel like Mercedes is going to take as big of a step back as I feel that they are, which is opposite of what Brady was saying. Brady, did you get a haircut? I did. It looks nice. I just noticed that. It was it was down like below your shoulders. Oh, it was. It was so long. I think that was yeah. a good six inches off. Sorry. It, that's what she said? That is what she said. <laughs> it's very um, Heath Ledger of you. I don't know if that's <laughs> a compliment or not. But it's R.I.P. R.I.P. Right. Can I get in that Tommy Hilfiger uh, ad? Maybe. Can you throw a headshot? Show me your I'll best smile with, and we'll see what happens. I'll hang out with Lewis and, uh, and, and Georgie for that. We're pushing the envelope here a little bit, aren't we? A little, a little too much there for too much credit for Brady on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love you, but right. All right, uh, John. What did you say? Did you take the over? No, wait. It's no. Turn. We're waiting on you before Sorry, you get distracted, distracted by Brady's beautiful hair. It, yes, his flowing locks. <laughs> I am going to say Ferrari gets the over. I'm going to say they take a step up, and I, it it's more like I th- it's more like I think, think Leclerc. I, it's more like I think Mercedes is going to take a bigger step back. That's the thing, and so I think if Mercedes and Red Bull take steps back towards the pack or further down the pack in Mercedes' case, then I think McLaren and Ferrari are there to scoop up the points more than Mer- Ferrari and Mercedes are going to be scooping up points. I, I agree with you 100% on that, Tom. I think that if, again, yeah, to your point, if Mercedes is going to fall off, McLaren and Ferrari are going to have to be there to scoop it up. And I think that's where the real the real battle this season, I think, is going to be between those two teams, um, assuming that Red Bull runs away with it again. My fear, though, and we'll get to this on the driver's side, is that, that Carlos puts too much pressure on himself to perform and and doesn't make the right decisions all the time. But... I'm hoping that that's not the case. And to Brady's crossed fingers and toes point uh, that Charles has a little bit better luck than he had uh, this past season. I think it's going to be real interesting because you've got Hamilton in the last year at Mercedes signs in the last year at Ferrari who both want to kind of prove themselves on their way out. Hamilton Mm -hmm. less. I mean, he's got his gig lined up. Carlos is trying to put his best foot forward, but that's gives potential to overdrive the car. And it's the same thing with Checo. He's not, I mean, he's technically in the last year of his contract. They're not, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to boot him out of that seat, but he has to prove that he still deserves that seat, which puts the added pressure on him to perform. So I think each one of those teams, Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari have one of their drivers who is really looking to prove themselves and their worth this year. And that could be very positive or it could turn into... Uh, a, a bit of a, a cluster, but we'll just have to wait and see. John, did you take the over there? I, I don't remember. No, I took the, uh, yeah. The hold under? On. What are we for? We're on Ferrari. Ferrari. I took yeah. the over. Yeah, I took the, okay. Over. So we all took the over on Ferrari 475. That's team okay, Ferrari this, this year. It's the right? first one that we've all agreed on. We're all wearing red on Sunday. Then got to win that steak dinner. Aston Martin. 
Now, this is where things start to get a little interesting. So according to the odds makers, this was, this was a considerable step down in terms of their odds to win, win the Constructors Championship, which also means this is their separation between the top four teams and, and what they think Aston Martin will do is, is a considerable step as well. So the points reflect that. We've been dealing with the fours and fives and 700s so far. The line on Aston Martin is 275. And John, we're going to go right back to you on this one. Last year, Aston Martin scored 280. 280. Yeah, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the over on this. I'm hoping that the changes in the offseason for Aston Martin were not too big, although I think that they are going to be just because they reverted towards the end of the season to a lot of changes. To them, it's dependent upon do the engineers – um, and, and and does the principal listen to the drivers on the changes that need to be made to the car? And if they can do that, I think that Fernando and Lance both proved they're capable of scoring points consistently. They just need the right automobile in front of them. Brady? So I'm going to go a little deeper here, and I think they're going to be competitive. But I don't think that they're going to find themselves too often in those spots of like, between third and sixth. So they're going to be having to nip around in the eight, nine, 10 spot. And the number of points there just isn't enough. So even though I think they'll, they'll be competitive and they'll be right in that spot a lot. I think at the end of the year, they're going to be below 275. So Brady, you're taking the, I'm going to take the under under. Okay. I'm with you. And the reason I say that is Aston Martin had seven podiums last year. And they, they were good, really good very early in the season when other teams hadn't figured it out. And then those other teams figured it out, and Aston Martin went the wrong direction with their upgrades and modifications to the car. Aston Martin figured out that they went the wrong direction and started stripping that stuff off to kind of come back up to relevance in the later half of the season. But the problem is all that time that they missed the mark on, other teams were making up ground. And so I see these other teams not screwing it up nearly as bad at the beginning of this year. I see those other teams coming out firing on all cylinders and Aston Martin not having the engineering talent and car configuration to compete with those teams that figured it out more last season. The only caveat there, and I've already talked about this, this podcast is Mercedes. I'm really, really concerned about what they've done to the car in the off season. And so I think Aston Martin has a good chance of still being more competitive in the early part of the season. I don't see them having seven podiums again this year. I think that's going to be a very, very big hill to climb. I think Alonso is going to take a step back. Stroll is gonna stroll again and we're just gonna have to see it play out orange slices and juice boxes (laughs) at the end of the race that's that's his game how quickly we forget his performance the last four races of the season when he finally started getting points consistently the the beginning of the year was all fernando you're right then the drop off mid-season then the revert and then and then lance somehow or another figured out how to race um, but he was but he was season. finishing 10th, 8th, 7th. Like he's not scoring chunks and chunks of points. Finishing in the points is different than scoring chunks of points to get your team up to this 275 line that we're talking about. And that's the part that I'm struggling with. I believe that Aston Martin should and could score points every weekend. They are a good enough car to be in the points every weekend. I don't think they're going to be getting chunks and chunks of points that's that's where i keep coming back to so i'm taking the under on this we just can't have four fourth places yeah well you're right and the biggest problem i have with that is i would like to tell you with as little data as possible (laughs) that you're wrong (laughs) that's totally fine i i probably am wrong but i'm willing to take a risk here if i had money to bet on this i'd be betting the under because i'm not convinced that aston martin can score 275 points Moving on, the Alpine F1 team. Alpine scored 120 points last year. 
and their over under is a hundred. Do you think they can get it? Uh, John. No, I don't. We'll just leave it at that. No, we're done. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for your contribution. I, I mean, <laughs> Brady, what do you say? Yeah. Well, it pains me because, you know, my love for Pierre, but no. No, you I don't, don't think, think they, they can, can score either. 100 points. No, the team. So I think that it's lazy to predict it this way, but I, I really do see Red Bull a lot in the one two spot. And then I see some mix of Mercedes and Ferrari in the two and three spot and then McLaren somewhere in the four spot ass and eats up the rest of them. And then Alpine is nipping around again. It's the same problem of, are you going to score chunks of points? Or are you going to score one or two here and there? And to, to get a hundred points is a lot when you can only score one point or two points in a weekend and their car is garbage. So basically we're saying, can they with two cars, can they score on average four points or a little bit more than four points a week? I don't think so. Mm-mm. So if they can't score four points a race, then they won't get to 100. Right. I don't think so. I feel like this is a tough one because you remember last year, I want to say Ocon had like six DNFs or something like that. It was crazy the amount of races he didn't finish. But now the question you have to ask yourself is that if he were to finish, would he have scored any points finishing? And I don't remember all the, I don't remember all the places that he DNF'd from. But I want to say it wasn't many point-scoring places. And you also have to remember that they fell backwards into two different podiums last year. Alcon had a podium in Monaco, and Gasly had a podium... Monza? I can't remember. But they they each scored third place. And that's 30 points right there. 30 out of their 120 happened when they just right place at the right time. Now... Alcon qualified very well in Monaco, and I'll give him that credit. But that's one of those tracks that you can't pass anybody on. So thankfully, he qualified. He didn't crash out, and he finished with the the podium spot. Congratulations to him. But that huge chunk right there, I can't picture that happening again this year. So I'm going to take the under as well. We are aligned. Alpine is garbage. And we're going to move on. (laughs) Poor Alpine. Poor Pierre. This is interesting. So after Alpine, the odds makers believe that the next most favored constructor is actually the stake Sauber kick F1 team, which is interesting to me because they finished ninth last year and they're basically picking them to finish seventh or they have the seventh best odds to win the championship. So that equates to 75 points out of stake F1. Now, when they were running under the Alfa Romeo flag last year, 16 points was all they could muster. And so 75 is a big, big step up here. Do you think they can do it? Brady. Let me collect my thoughts here. No. No, they cannot. The Mean Green Machine, 75 points. Uh, I'm, That's a lot of points. I'm actually kind of surprised because yeah. we'll get to some of these other teams still ahead. Um, but I am not an odds maker in Vegas, obviously, uh, as I sit here in my basement in Detroit. But if you had asked me where do I think they're going to finish, and I hadn't looked at this chart and I hadn't actually seen the uh, the predictions, I would have said that they would have been an eighth or ninth. I, I can't see how they take that big step up. I'm not really sure where they're finding like the data to say that that's going to happen. So no, I can't, I can't see them doing that. Especially again, if I, if I think that Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston are pretty consistent throughout the year, I can't see how they're going to get any points. They're going to get some points obviously, but not, not 75. Yeah. It was really interesting to me to see how close they were in terms of their odds to win the championship, which again is, you know, that's what we're using as part of this metric. But their odds to win the championship was very, very close to Alpine. Right. That's why it spit out 75 points and Alpine got 100. And while I'm down on Alpine, I like just playing that small little game of now, do I think Alpine is going to score more than stake? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. So I really can't see how stake is going to be close to 75. I, I just think that that seems to be maybe a Too statistical high. anomaly here somehow. Yeah. E- easy money is what you're saying? Yeah. Bet easy money. Yep. John? 
Well, coming off the grand success of his recent calendar to promote men's health and awareness <laughs> for numerous types of cancers. Why is why aren't we seeing would, that in the background of your of your video feed here? We should be seeing you proudly displaying the Valtteri Bottas calendar. I have to have something to hang over my bed. So <laughs> in the office gets no use, sir. Is it on um, the wall or is it hanging like vertically no, 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 right it's, over top? You know, like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely right over top. <laughs> Took the place of uh Tiffany Amber Thiessen from what was that? Oh, I don't know, ninth or tenth grade. Um, so finally switched those two things out, and it's been nice. Um, the wife thinks it's weird, but she's gotten used to it now. It's an it's an acquired taste. <laughs> it is definitely okay. But I but I will say this: my daughter was like, "Why is that guy's butt all over the calendar?" And I was like, "Well, so here I am trying to explain to an eight year old like prostate cancer." <laughs> Uh, which, you know, didn't really go where, you know, it's like, all right, men's health and awareness. And she's like, all of them have his butt everywhere. And I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> his butt is cool on every page of this. <laughs> well, and then trying to, you know, Botas versus ass and going through that whole bit, you know, just it fell on deaf ears in my household. But um, I would like to say that he comes off of this with like some reinvigoration and him and Joe just like kill it this year. That's not going to happen. Like seventy-five points. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't know where they're going to find seventy-five points because the majority of them, to Brady's point, I think are going to be eaten up by the, you know, by the McLarens and the Ferraris of the world, and you know, I think the Astons, but you guys think not, and we both don't think the Alpines will. Um, so there's not a lot of stake left over for stake. Hey, yeah, I, I'm. I think that stake is going to surprise us this year. In how bad they perform. <laughs> okay. Little cliffhanger. So I'm going to take the under as well. And uh, yeah, I can't. I, I have no idea how it came up with 75 points here. I think 30 will be a stretch for them. And so I'm going to keep them. I'm going to keep them buried a little bit. Now, I do have this overall feeling that the pack will be closer this year. So the midfield and bottom teams will not be so far separated. And I think it will be very track dependent. I think you're going to have certain tracks where different cars are going to perform and surprise you. I don't know if that's always going to translate to bigger and better point totals. I think you might see some shakeup on the qualifying grid. But in terms of actually executing a race tire management, pit stops, the chaos that happens of being in traffic. I, I can't put my money on those lower teams getting it right often enough to get chunks of points or consistent points in the tracks that they do well at. Yeah. So Agreed. I do think that stake has an opportunity to like, think, think about that Two two podiums from stake. If they can pull off what Alpine did last year, two just random third place finishes from stake that's 30 points that's huge but i don't i don't Just see random it. random third place finishes falling out of the sky that's <laughs> grab one and go also real easy to get let's go guys it's only 30 points so they'd have to do that twice oh, and then yeah, again yeah. okay yeah all right well i'm just yeah i, I still don't see it being 74 i think they're gonna get more than they got last year but i don't see it being 75 points all right Another, let's take another quick break and then we'll come back and finish this out and then we'll move on to our driver's picks. So Tom, we're not getting to the driver's picks, are we? 45 minutes in? Absolutely nailed that transition again. Right. Gosh. Just crushing it. I am so soft, hard, and wet right now. I'm Mr. <laughs> soft, hard, and wet. I feel like I'm contributing nothing to this podcast. We've got your fantastic transitions, <laughs> Brady's hair. You, and if, I, if you would have only brought the calendar. If you would have brought yeah. the calendar, that could have been <sighs> it. Son of a biscuit. All right. All right. V-carb. Well, can we move on to V-carb? The line on V-carb is 50 this year. So they're the next one in line in terms of the odds makers, but 50 points. John, what do you say? 
I'm showing the line on V carb at sixty. Uh, I have him at fifty. I apologize. Uh, what what do we want? Okay, it's two on one here. So let's uh, you put know it, what? Let's here's put it at here's what I'm going to say. It could be fifty. It could be sixty. It might even be able to be forty because it ain't gonna happen. Oh, okay. Ouch. So what are we what are we betting this on? Is this betting against fifty or sixty? Let's go with fifty. Fifty. I like fifty. Yeah. All Fifty right. works. Yeah. Fifty is the is the target for V carb. And John, you're saying no. I'm saying, can they score twice as many points as they did last season? That's what I'm asking. And my my gut tells me, taint gonna happen. Mm. But they got Danny Rick for a whole season. Oh, we're calling them the wrong team name. The Yukis. Yeah, this is the Yuki's. This is can the Yuki's score fifty points or better. Oh man, does that change well, your opinion of the Yuki's? It changes what I want them to do. I don't know that it changes the outcome. I would love to see Yuki and Danny Rick go out there and kick ass, but will they? You know what? To hell with oh, it. I love that. I love that you're chewing <laughs> on me this. The- <laughs> Give me the over. If we're going to go to 50, give me the over. Because I'm being so... You just said if it could be 40 and you're taking the under. I love that you're changing your mind. Talk yourself into this. Listen, I did talk myself into it. I'm contributing to the podcast by making bold predictions, guys. I'm with you, though. I, I want them to do well. I want them to get more than 50 points. So what's your pick, Brady? And that's your pick. Oh, <laughs> his pick says, "Yeah, no, no, nah, it's not happening." All right, so you're taking the under. I'm taking the under. And I, 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 I sat with this one for a little bit. I really, I really meditated on this one, and I was looking for answers. I was trying to do some research. I was trying to dig up the data. But this is very much a feelings pick. They did very well, or they were definitely on the upward tick last year at the end of the season. And then Red Bull tells them in the offseason, we want you to take as many parts as are legally possible from us. We want to be, we want you to be the Haas to our Ferrari. But because Daddy Red Bull says, I want you to have all my parts, and they were already transitioning towards better performances at the end of last season. I'm going to take the over here. I I think that there's a very real possibility that they're they even go for double that. I think they have a chance to beat Alpine. I think they have a chance to get 100 points this year. Ooh. Man. Them's fighting words. Now, I can say that all I want, but if they only <laughs> score 51, I still win. That's the that's the greatness of this bet is that I can I can speak hyperbole till the cows come home but all they need to do is score 51 and i still win this so i think we got to go back and put it. that back at 60 on that line and then ask again how confident <laughs> are we here what does the I, universe I feel say like to me yuki can 60. curse his way to 50 points <laughs> and so now we just need danny rick to support right. and we all know he's a great driver so yeah i'm i'm with tom let's i don't know about 100 but i'll take the over if if i have to put my faith in one of the teams, uh, V-Carb, Steak, Haas, or Williams, to take a leap and, and supplant Alpine as the number six team, it's V-Carb. I think they are the most likely team to take that step and push Alpine out of the out of the number six spot that they finished in last year. Assume, like assuming like the top it. five stays the top five. So Let's move on. Uh, two more teams to go, and then we'll move on to drivers. Williams, the over/under on Williams. I have it here at forty. Did my did my screen change compared to you guys? Where do they have forty-five on mine? Ooh, forty-five. Let's keep it at forty. Okay. Okay. Brady makes it easier for me because I'm taking the over. This is so. Oh. I you you think V carb? I think. Oh baby. I think Williams Ooh. takes a step up. Hmm. 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 John. I am allotting my step-up points to V-Carb, to the Yukis. Therefore, I must subtract any step-up points from Williams. Mm. I will take the under. This is just math. Oh, gosh. This is, no feelings. This is a hard math. one, too. But I'm I'm going to take the over as well. I don't know how much more than 41 that they can score, but I think 41 is is very much in reach. I think Albon's a great driver in a car that's being built around him. 
he's got a greater chance of finishing in the points more frequently. I'd love to see Sargent score more than one point this year. I think he can have, they have the potential to take a step up. Yeah. Give me the, give me the over. And you, you've, you've talked about your math, right, John, about how, you know, if I'm going to add here, then I have to subtract there, but we're not really taking into account how much we can subtract because like steak, for example, the lines at 75, they could finish with two points on the season. And that could be a big chunk of points that go to another team. Which brings us to our final team, Haas. Their line is 10. And they scored 12 last year. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. 12 last year. So do you see them scoring 10 or more? Let's go to John. Man, this is almost as hard for me as it is picking Red Bull's points. Well, it's it's like, you know Red Bull's going to be great. How great will they be? Is it more than 750? And you know Haas is going to be bad, but you don't know how bad they're going to be. So is it going to be less than 10? I wish that I, I was as prepared as you are, Tom, because the question that I would ask myself in this is, over the past, let's say, three or four seasons, how many of the last finishing teams scored 10 points or less? And I would probably just base my decision off of that in general. But since I don't have that information... Well, two years ago, the first year of these regulations on 2022, Haas scored 37 points and they did not finish last. But in 2021, they finished last. Do you know how many points they scored? How many? Zero. And in 2020, they finished ninth. Do you know how many points they scored? Seven. Three. I don't know. I'm just throwing out numbers here. Three. Well, so yes, that's all the information I need. They have proven that they can score single digits or no points. It's like playing the lottery. It's every single time it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with the under. Mm. I feel like I'm thinking about this too hard because it's Haas. I get it. (laughs) Like it it doesn't matter to a certain extent, but I want my steak. There's steak on the line. You don't get your steak, but I want mine. (laughs) Brady? Under it is. So the interesting point here when we say that they scored zero and three was who their drivers were. I think they've got some... Some drivers that can actually be kind of consistent. So uh, even though the car is garbage and we know they'll be in last, and so it's easy to just say, yeah, it's going to be lower than that. I actually think they'll be above. Not much. I think there's an outside shot that they could get up to around 20 points. But I think they can get above 10. So I'm going to take the over. I have a feeling that they'll score more than 10 as well. And I think it's going to happen within the first like five or six races of the season. That's that seems to be their MO. They're going to pick up points when other teams are just figuring it out and then completely fall off the map throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, they'll spend their powder very early. I'm going to take the over as well. I don't feel very confident in it. I think there's a chance that Haas scores zero points this year, and it would not surprise me if they do. I also think there's a chance that Stake scores zero points this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. So well, what do you think it's more likely? Do you think it's more likely that... Haas scores 10 or Stake scores zero. Ooh, I, I, think, I think Haas has a better chance of scoring 10 than, than Stake scoring zero. Because I still think yeah. that out of those four drivers, I think Bottas is the one who's going to be most likely to be able to handle an entire race weekend and bring home some points. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, that wraps up Constructor's predictions i mean that only took an hour there's a i it had the draft kings we've mentioned them quite a bit on this podcast so if they we were are not you know, sponsored by draft kings but we would love to be sponsored by draft kings yeah we're we're open to it um, do i have however, to bleep it out every time we say the word draft kings Ooh, only whenever you can't so. call them steak Right? Is that that's how that works? <laughs> I feel like this is like uh, the, the Austin Powers movie where he sees the giant mole on the guy's face and he just can't stop saying the word mole. Don't say mole. I said mole. Mole, 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 mole. We say steak and yeah, farts did... around here an awful lot. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, well those two go hand in yeah, hand. But, mm, we're not true. we're not sponsored by them either. So mm. steak and farts, if you're out there. Oh, that's we're open to it. How, but here's what I would say. If DraftKings had not put su- such weird predictions on a few of these teams, it would have been easier. But mm-hmm. to me, like steak with 75, that seems a bit odd. V-carb with 60. Um, Alpine seems consistent. Aston Martin seems consistent. A 200-point jump for McLaren. Like where I, I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. I, they, they're smarter than I am. This is what they do for a living is, you know, they make money off of these bets. But... Um, well, there's there's some bold predictions here, but but interesting enough, there are only three out of the ten teams that we all completely agreed on. We all completely agreed that Ferrari would score the over, Alpine would be under, and Stake would be under. So, even though there seemed wow. like a few head scratchers out there, like oh gosh, that's easy money, there were only three we agreed on, and they were at the top, the middle, and the bottom of the the order. So. Interesting, interesting, interesting stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll be good. We got to move on to drivers. So the way we're going to do this is that I've given you the list of drivers, all 20, and I've given you the line in terms of where they will finish. Now, each one of these lines is a 0.5. So like, for example, Daniel Ricardo is a 7.5 on his line, which means if you bet the over, you're betting on him to finish seventh or better in the constructor standings at the end, or not the constructors, in the driver's championship standings at the end of the year. And if you bet the under, you're saying he will finish in eighth or worse. So Danny Rick at a 7.5, you might say, I'm betting the over, which means I think he's going to do better, seventh place or better. So you have the option to choose any five drivers you want from this list. I've given you all 20. I've given you the lines on every one of them. We're going to go just person by person here. So, John, give me a pick of one of the drivers that you chose and where you think they're going to finish. Are they all weighted equally? What do you mean by that? What kind of question is that? Well, if we're, it's, well I'm just questioning. Why didn't like we talk if, about this before we started recording? I don't know. Are they all weighted equally? What, the heck, what, what do you even mean? What I mean is, are my five drivers that I pick, if they're not the same as your five drivers, and we get one driver right, they're all worth the same amount of points? Yes, yes. This is the same as a constructor. So if you get it right, you get a point. So theoretically, between constructors and drivers here, we have the opportunity to get 15 points. Because you pick 10 constructors and you pick five drivers over under 15 points total on the season. And a push is half a point. Well, I'm going to start with the easiest decision possible, and that is (laughs) the one that we were originally not going to allow you to vote on. on This one, (laughs) I know, but it's too easy not to. Max Verstappen, they it's at 1.5. He's going to score first, so so I will take the what is that? The over on that? Yeah, you'll take the over on Verstappen. I'll take the over. Yeah, he's going to score first. That's easy to me. All right. Brady, do you have a an initial pick that you want to share with the do you want to share with the group? Uh let's stick with that one because I'm also gonna take Verstappen. Oh my gosh. I know. You guys it's suck so bad. Easy. You are regretting yeah. putting him on yeah. here. Okay. About, well, what was it about I'm, ten minutes before we recorded? You were like, hey, by the way, you can take Verstappen. I was like, all right, well, that one's easy then. We're taking that one. Yeah, okay, forget <laughs> it. We're taking it off. You guys gotta pick something else. We're not doing this. <laughs> this is completely because now it's like oh i have to pick verstappen because that's the easiest point on here the whole point of this was to make it hard and make you actually have to think so well now the listeners know we think he's going to win he's going to take first yeah now we take another five picks all right breaking news we all think max is going to win the championship this year so yeah pick something different john start us off hamilton okay hamilton's line is a 2.5 he will not score second or better so i will take the under okay so john is expecting lewis hamilton to finish third or worse in the drivers championship at the end of the season got it that is correct doctor uh i'm gonna start with danny mm-hmm. i believe he's he 7. is a 5. 7.5 that is mm-hmm. high for team yuki's so i'm gonna take mm-hmm. the under okay and again this is all going to be based on those uh DraftKings odds to win the driver's championship so this is where he fell in that uh 
that list. So surprisingly enough, he was picked to finish 10th, or he had the 10th best odds, I should say, in mm-hmm. the Drivers' Championship. Okay. Um, whew, I had my first pick as Sergio Perez. He's at a 5.5. I think he's going to do better than that. I think he's going to finish fifth or better. So give me Checo, fifth or better. John, your next pick. Are we allowed to pick who has already been picking? Yeah. You get you get your five drivers. Doesn't matter if we who we pick. Okay. Man, this is I kind of want to pick different people, but a lot of the logic seems to be the same. I'll do it. I'll be bold. I'll pick somebody else that nobody picks. I'll make it hard on myself. No, and then I'll no. owe a stake. We're making too many rule changes as it is. Oh, this is uh, let's go with Russell. Russell? It is. Let's go with Russell. Finished uh, eighth and twenty-three. They've got him at four point five. Take the under. So he'll finish fifth or worse. That is correct. All right, Brady, lay it on me. Well, I'll pick the same driver then. I'll take Russell, but I'm actually going to take the over. Out of boy, controversy. I did say that Mercedes was going to have good points this year, so I'm I'm. I cannot believe I'm riding and dying on Mercedes getting it right because I am going to regret this and owe a lot of stake at the end of this year. <laughs> you don't actually have to owe it. We just tell you you owe yeah. it, and then you know, yeah. we talk about it. Fuel mm. for the fire. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna make what I feel is a safe pick here as well. I'm gonna say Daniel Ricardo finishing eighth or worst. All right, John, your next pick. You got three more to go. I'm I'm mirroring the same. I, We're that's all too, Danny. That's yeah. That that's seems just too easy money. Crazy. Yeah, it's just like Max Brady. Hmm. Looking up and down here, I want to take Lando, and I'm going to take the under. So he's two point five. I'm mm-hmm. going to take the under, which means he will finish third or worse. I think he will finish probably right at third. This is a really hard one, so I'm sort of challenging myself here. I don't think there's any easy picks here other mm-hmm. than maybe Danny. But yeah, I don't think Lando is going to be... I can't pick him at number two. I really can't see him finishing second. So yeah, I'll take him on the under. I love him. I want him to finish two. I want him to finish he, one. Uh, according to the odds makers, he has the best chance, even slightly better than Lewis Hamilton, uh, towards the drivers' championship this year, they are they are very high on Lando Norris, and for that matter, Oscar Piastri as well, because Piastri's odds came in right behind Hamilton. Uh, I just don't see that. I've I've got to see a little more before I can believe it. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna take, and this is more of a personal one than it is logic, but because I think that Alpine is garbage. And I think they're going to struggle to score some points this year. Esteban Ocon is at 10.5, which means he has to finish 10th or better to take the over. I'm going to take the under. I think he finishes 11th or worse. It would not surprise me to see him down in 13th or 14th. Mm. All right. Give me Checo. Okay. Which way? And I'm going to do Checo over. Yep. He will finish at fifth or better this year. Okay. Brady. I'm going to stay away from that checker one because I think it's easy. I think you're right, John. Uh, so if I get like a, a hidden sixth or seventh pick or whatever, uh, that would be it. But let's go with Yuki at 13 mm. and a half. I think Yuki's better than that this year. I think I take the over. He has to be able to start and finish races in order to this be is better true. than that. This is that very was true. His biggest, his biggest challenge last year. But I, I, I can agree with that logic that you he, he needs to just finish 13th or better for that bet to hit. And I can totally see that happening. He's better than that number, but you, mm-hmm. he has to finish a race, like you said. But if he finishes the race, he will mm-hmm. finish better than 13th. Oh, this one, I, I'm trying to challenge myself as well. And I'm trying to pick one of the Ferrari drivers. So Leclerc is at a 4.5. Carlos is at a 5.5. I think Leclerc bounces back this season. And I think 
these two Mercedes drivers of Hamilton and Russell are not going to be as strong because the car is not going to be as strong this year, at least in the beginning. And Leclerc got out of that Ferrari the other day after the shakedown, and he just seemed like a kid in a candy store. I think he is ready for this season, and he's ready to hit the ground running. Can they keep that car reliable? Can they execute a functional pit stop? Will they have tires available for him? (laughs) These are all questions to be answered. But I think over the course of a season, he is not going to be nearly as cursed as he's been in the past. He's a hell of a driver. I think he's going to finish fourth or better. So give me Leclerc with the over. And we're well, if it's any consolation, Lewis thinks that Ferrari will be able to do that for years to come. Otherwise, he wouldn't be going there. So mm-hmm. once again, you guys think alike. Piastri seems a little too high for me. Uh, finished ninth in 23 and they've got him at four he had a five. he had a dog doo-doo car for 13 races last year yeah i don't see the jump give me the over you mean the under that too so you <laughs> think he's gonna finish you think he's gonna finish fifth or worse fifth yes okay hmm brady your final pick Hmm. Looking up and down this board, I think I'm going to start with Hamilton here and 2.5. That's high. That is high. But Uh, somebody's got to finish second. Someone's got to finish second. But so I think that that's actually going to be Leclerc, maybe Russell. I don't think Mm. Hamilton will be there. So I think Hamilton. So you're knocking Hamilton and Norris down. And trying to lift Russell or Leclerc up. I think that's correct. That's what you're Actually, and well, I feel like Perez might be up there too. So Perez might just push everybody down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to take Hamilton on the hmm. under. So the thing about the thing about Checo, and I do think that he's going to have a decent season. I, I picked him to finish fifth or higher, so I've got a good chance of, of hitting on that one. But last year, at the end of last year, when the McLarens really came alive, and even in the final few races when the Ferraris came alive, um, Checo wasn't regularly beating them. And so if they've got that figured out and Checo drives similarly to how he did last year and they don't just launch out in front of everybody in the first 10 races the way they did, I, I can see him I can see him struggling to to stay near the top to for Red point. Bull one two. That's just my two cents. John, did you yeah, you made your last pick. Brady, you made your last sure pick. Mm-hmm. I'm down to my last pick. Hmm. There's somebody on the board that we haven't talked about that I want to ask you about. Why don't you ask me now? How do you I think feel I about Alonso? There it 6. is. Point yep. five. Fernando. Um, I think, I think, where does your heart I, tell you? Oh, I, I think that I think Aston's going to not fare as well this year as, as they did last year. I've mentioned that already. I picked them to have the under on their point total for Aston Martin. I think Alonzo, where did he finish last year? He finished like sixth or seventh last he year. He finished fourth. No. Yes. Dang it. Yes. All right. No. DraftKings has him at ninth this year. So that's 6.5. Feels like easy money. Yeah. But my heart Mm -hmm. tells me that he's going to be higher than that. Like, I want him to be higher than that, but I, I just can't see it happening. I just can't see how they do it. The competition above him seems so strong. Right, and that's what I keep coming back to. When I see the list of names of Verstappen, Norris, Hamilton, Piastri, Russell, Leclerc, Perez, Sainz. All in really good cars. Yeah, yeah. I can't see it. I, I can I can totally see all of them over the course of a season finishing ahead of him. I want to be wrong, though. Mm-hmm. I, I wish the best for him. I think you're going to... I mean, we could potentially be seeing him in a Mercedes seat a year from now. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be in that uh, that Tommy Hilfiger. Maybe I'll get that above my bed. Gosh. Ooh. We right? should all be so lucky. <laughs> Shouldn't we, though? 
I'll t- I'll take the under on Alonso this year. I think he has. I think a, that's the smart money. A, I think he has a down year. He takes a step back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. He'll he'll finish seventh or worse this year. I think Aston Martin's gonna struggle. And we've been recording for quite some time, so I think it's time to wrap it up. Any final thoughts that you want to share with us tonight, John? I don't, but I will say I'm very interested. I said I don't. Yeah, and then you start talking like, here here are my final final thoughts. Yeah. Well, here's my final thought. I'm excited to see how this pick turns out. I think last year, some of the picks that we were making uh, for the season were just based off of a little bit of favoritism. This this kind of goes constructor and driver keeps us accountable throughout the year. It's going to be some good movement. So I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, how many steak dinners I get out of this. <laughs> well, we didn't have any time to touch on our favorite or worst liveries from the reveals this year, but spoiler alert, there's a bunch of black cars on the grid and they're all showing a lot mm. of carbon fiber. Uh, Sums it up. Yeah. But maybe we'll touch on that next week when we talk about Bahrain. We are trying to be more prevalent on social media. So if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Or can I just keep calling it Twitter? I feel like I have to correct myself yes. every time. And I'm just going to keep I think everybody knows what that means. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for knowing what that means. And like and subscribe this. Wait, I don't How do they say that? Like, like the podcast. Smash subscribe that like to our smash that like button. <laughs> We are so not hip. Swipe left. (laughs) Swipe left. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I'm just laughing.